Are you looking for additional ways to handle the challenges you face each day? If so, you're in the right place. I'm Nina Ellison, publishing a monthly podcast on soft skills that are needed as never before. Soft skills? Yes, those are the skills that transform your leadership, delivering results beyond your technical expertise and know-how. My message is that soft skills advance who you are as a leader beyond your wildest imagination. Today, you're invited to join the art of leadership as I explore the soft skill of being teachable. Say, have you wondered how you're going to keep on retaining knowledge when your mind seems full? How can a person continue to learn and grow with all the information pouring in second by second? On today's podcast, I'll show you three steps that will get you started in dealing with this idea of unlearning. I used to think that being teachable meant learning new things, new ideas, new tactical skills. I was wrong. In reality, being teachable doesn't only mean being willing to learn. It means being willing to unlearn. This idea of being willing to unlearn has reframed my approach to knowledge acquisition. Letting go of old information to create room for the new does not necessarily mean you have to forget all of the old lessons. Historical knowledge plays a role in where we are today. Unlearning looks to a future where the things of the past that are no longer relevant, accurate, or true are intentionally left behind. Healthy unlearning requires skill, understanding, and knowledge. Picture an old piece of furniture that needs paint. In the past, layers of paint have been reapplied, seeking a fresh new look. That new look may work for a while, but if you really want the furniture to be at its best, you must strip away all the old paint and, and the grime before you can prepare for a new layer of fresh paint. If you've ever done this before, you know that the hardest work is getting rid of all the old layers. Putting on the fresh paint is rewarding and can, can even be fun. This idea reminds me of a story from my own life. While living in Tanzania, my parents purchased a beautiful wrought iron table with matching chairs. The story was told that this was a table placed on an outside veranda where novelist Ernest Hemingway sat to write while visiting in Arusha, a town where an inactive volcano, uh, Mount Meru, can be seen and where on clear days the peaks of Mount Kilimanjaro are visible. Can you tell I love the town of Arusha? So back to my story about Hemingway's furniture. Years later, rust and peeling paint had rendered it unusable. And I took an entire summer to carefully hand clean each part of the intricately crafted chairs and table. Underneath the grime and the paint, artistically designed leaves and flowers had been obscured. Hours of labor went into this work, and I had no idea of how intense this project was going to be. I could not have imagined the layers and the colors of paint I would find. Finally, the day came when I was ready to put on fresh paint directly onto this amazing piece of historical furniture. It's hard to describe how rewarding that final step was. You, you can have the same experience when diving into unlearning. Care must be taken in unlearning so that the elements of value are not lost. And, and like my parents' treasure... After getting to the heart of the furniture, it was put to better use and the stories, valuable stories, continue to abound. Think about the, the current standard learning curve measured by time and knowledge. 
Widely accepted theories tell us that over time, our knowledge increases as we gain experience until we reach this plateau of wisdom. I believe today we must challenge this simple learning curve. Unless we seek to unlearn, our plateau of wisdom slowly begins to curve downward and we find ourselves irrelevant. To change the trajectory of the learning curve, unlearning must happen. Unlearning is not as easy as learning. Remember my parents' paint-riddled table? (laughs) But don't be discouraged. Keep on seeking to unlearn. This change in your growth trajectory takes you from this idea of a plateau to an upward trajectory of limitless opportunities. Watch out, though. There may be a thought that unlearning is just going to happen as a byproduct of learning, almost a, a, a passive experience. This just isn't true. You and I must decide to unlearn, and and we can do this by choosing to ask questions. What we know, believe, assume about ourselves and the world we live in and work in help us as we make these decisions. I spoke with a young leader not long ago who made the comment, I have things I have to unlearn. When I asked, what is it you need to unlearn? The response was, pretty much everything. What do you mean by everything? You know, the stuff that I don't like that I do, that I know is not helping me, and that I even know is not true, even though I used to think it was. What would one thing be that is a part of this stuff that you are referring to? You see, that's the problem. It's pretty much everything, and I don't see my way clear. Does this conversation sound a little familiar to you? Do you have stuff you know you need to unlearn, but you're not sure how to go about it? Many leaders are frustrated because they know they need to unlearn, but they don't know how to start. What I do know is that when I want to take on something that is complex, the best action I can take is to cut my concern into bite-sized chunks. Without smaller bites, I I can't digest properly, and my final product might be partially digested thoughts and ideas as I pretend to give solutions for something that is too big to solve in in one bite. You know, talking about bite-sized chunks reminds me of when I was in Somalia working. Uh, The first meal where fried camel meat was served, I took a bite and I started chewing. And as I chewed, I thought, clearly, this camel lived a long life before landing on my plate. The more I chewed and chewed, I thought, I'm never going to be able to swallow and digest just this one bite. It was like chewing rubber. I had no idea how difficult it was going to be to break down that one bite and swallow it. In in fact, I confess I almost gave up, but I didn't, and I kept on chewing until finally I was successful. Dare I say that unlearning can be as difficult as chewing and then swallowing a bite of rubbery camel meat? Here are three bite-sized chunks that will help you in your own process of unlearning. The first bite-sized chunk is pick one thing. Notice I didn't say one person, one place, but rather one thing, a thing like a quality, a factor, or a concept or idea. So there's a leader who's just come out of a meeting and he's not pleased with the outcome. And he says, I need to unlearn the way I lead meetings. While this statement might be true, it's too vague. If he stops at this initial recognition that unlearning is needed, most likely he will miss the opportunity to unlearn. Picking one thing means 
taking time to review many things that have been identified and that need unlearning, and then narrowing it down to the one thing that stands out the most. As I look at this leader's sentence, I need to unlearn the way I lead meetings, one thing stands out to me. Of the nine words in this sentence, the word I is used twice. I need, I lead. And questions come to my mind. What is the main focus for a successful meeting? Is self-focus essential in team meetings? I mean, could, could clarity and unlearning come with a different consideration of whose needs should be met during team meetings? Who who are team meetings for? So you can hear, I have all these questions that come to me as I'm trying to identify one thing. And so if, if this was a statement I had made, let me try this idea out on you. One thing to unlearn is that the focus on myself and my needs are significant to the success of a team meeting. Wow, Uh, perhaps if you're like me, you've been taught for years that you are the centerpiece of your team meetings. And so saying your one thing is that you want to unlearn this sets you up for some unique learning experience. Now, there are other things that could be gotten from this sentence, and my advice is pick one thing. Focus on one thing before you move forward. Okay, so that's bite-sized chunk number one. Pick one thing to unlearn. Bite-sized chunk number two is to ask yourself, am I willing to let go of this thing? Now, don't miss this. Even though it's a simple question, it delivers a powerful impact in this whole process. The one thing that was identified, self-focus, Now the question is, am I willing to let go of the focus of my needs for the success of a team meeting? And there are other questions that would reveal your willingness to let go of self-focus in meetings, such as, am I open to taking the time and energy to learn other creative ways to hold meetings? Or can I let go of the way I've led meetings and perhaps been taught to lead meetings for years? So ask yourself whatever questions come to your mind until you can say with confidence, yes, I am willing to let go of this thing, this thing that a focus on myself and my needs are significant to the success of a team meeting. And this step has to be completed before you can move to the third step. And the third bite-sized chunk is even trickier. As you pose the question, can I identify the opposite of this thing? Identifying the opposite of the thing will confirm that you know what you want to learn as a result of this experience, this this unlearning exercise. It will require thought and and a recognition that preconceived ideas and, and a mindset might get in your way. Here's a quick example of what I'm talking about. If you look in a traditional dictionary, maybe we shouldn't use the word traditional dictionary. If you were to Google a, a well-established website, the opposite of success is failure. Yet there is global awareness that the opposite of success is not failure, but rather apathy, stagnation, mediocrity. You may intuitively know that success and failure walk hand in hand in growth and development. They don't oppose one another. They need one another. So do you see what I mean by this bite-sized chunk could get a little tricky? Finding the opposite of the thing It's not as simple as looking it up in a resource and then just reading the words. 
Identifying the opposite of the thing you want to unlearn has to be accurate for what your unlearning experience is about to take you where you're trying to go. So let's get back to this simple example. Uh, a thing to unlearn is that the focus on myself and my needs are significant to the success of a meeting. Can I identify the opposite of this thing? The opposite of a focus on myself and my needs? What is the opposite of self-focus? A quick Google search for the opposite of self-focus brings up words such as generous, altruistic, magnanimous, and so on. Is this the goal from your unlearning? To unlearn and self-focus by being more generous or altruistic in your meetings? I don't think so. Okay, I confess I've chosen these opposite words on purpose. In fact, this first attempt doesn't make sense in the context of team meetings. Be aware, identifying the opposite thing correctly is huge in the results you end up with. Okay, so if being more generous in team meetings doesn't make sense, look more deeply. What is another opposite of self-focus? In my own thoughts, the term other-focused comes to mind, where you think about and internalize the interest of others instead of self. Now, this has potential. Identifying other-focused as an opposite thing of self-focused does make sense. To summarize, here are three bite-sized chunks potentially taken by a leader who is wanting to unlearn the way they lead meetings. Number one, a thing to unlearn is that focus on self, self-focus, is significant to the success of my meeting. Number two, after contemplation, I have determined that I'm willing to let go of my self-focus for the needs of successful team meetings. Number three, the opposite of self-focused is other-focused. I will unlearn to focus on myself by choosing to move my thoughts towards the needs of the other team members in the room. Once you're ready with this thing you want to unlearn, and now you know the opposite of the thing, you're ready to do some strategizing. And next month, the topic for the Art of Leadership will be four recommendations that I have to move from unlearning to relearning. And I look forward to you joining me then. Thank you for coming today and listening to three steps that will position you for unlearning. These steps are written in the show notes for your convenience. Do you need help tackling unlearning? I can help. Let's talk. And if you want a certified coach to partner with you in your unlearning experience, the link to connect with me is in the show notes. And as I close, I want to remind you I'm Nina Ellison, owner of Healthy Leadership, a company committed to healthy leaders making a difference. And that's you. Thanks for joining me today on The Art of Leadership.